The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon, your co-host, and today we have the equivalent <laughs> of the... Come on, Bill. What is what up, fam? I mean, I, go, I haven't done the show in like a year. What up, fam? Well, I don't I mean, even like you. He you got ever, hip while you were away. Have you talked, I'm, yeah. I know 20-somethings usually don't talk to, to those of us that are much older <laughs> in that manner, but I, I do I'm have sure access to the Internet. 50-year-olds want to hear that either. So. No. no, they don't. No. no, no. I mean, they don't want to hear it. Even the young folks don't want to hear it from somebody old like me. It's yeah. Troy's I mean, version of a midlife crisis. This, is that what it is? It's, really, it's really not a midlife crisis. It's a, a tongue-in-cheek way to kind of poke fun at the young hipsters. Uh, hipsters. I, mean, I bet they don't call themselves hipsters. But I do. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you never ridden a, a bird, oh Bill? Come on. Oh there's, there's scooters. That was kind of stuff. I mean, you haven't been downtown lately, have you? Uh, no. Bill well, I've been out. down there, and I've seen them coming out of the uh, Atlanta United game. Yeah, right. The one down game the we got, the, got in this season. <laughs> I was sitting the, there going, 71,000 people. My throat's starting to hurt. <laughs> oh, I barely breathe. You, your mind can take you just oh, yeah. about anywhere you want to go. 100%. Yeah, no doubt. All anyway, right. Uh, so tell them who's this here. Is, uh, this is uh, Bill Laco, as you have heard. It's dollar Our, Bill. Dollar? Bill Laco. Well, yeah. after this week, might be quarter. Oh, 50. 50 cent. 50 cent. 50. 50. 50. Uh, we're not down that big, Bill. All right. I know the news might make it sound cent. like that. There you go. Three quarter Bill. <laughs> Three quarter Bill. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, that's three case quarter. That's bill. right. That's right. Uh, and but but the real smart guys in the room, right? That is true. Doctor Roger Tutterow's here with us, and uh, we're going to try to squeeze his brain, get all the good and interesting information that uh, relates to coronavirus. Maybe we can help. What is left in there? You're welcome to. Oh, is that, there you go. It, it, yeah. you, it, I mean, you you haven't had somebody else squeezing your brain. Right no, now. no. Okay, we're you know, and we're teaching at home this week, so that's we're online right. instructions. So. I'm rested and ready to go. Well, yeah, you look good that? on TV. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 Better on TV than in person. We should do that next well, time. Well, you see. You said <laughs> face for radio? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is our uh, version of the 10 Talking Heads uh, financial news that you probably have seen in the past. Uh, we do uh, hope that we can set a few things in, in uh, proper perspective as we go through uh and uh, why not start with what our markets have done? Um, now, look, we're going to be a somewhat serious, but we're going to have fun today. Yeah. Because no, I'm, I'm tired of, look, it. you know you know what I'm saying? Here's what we're going to have. Number one, we're going to have a baby boom. Boom. I'm <laughs> telling you, nine months from now, you watch how many births happen. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Two, we're going to have a divorce boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a little too much togetherness. This is, this is uh, a on full employment act for divorce lawyers. <laughs> OBGYN. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going we're going to get back to work quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of the doctors are still going to work. Uh, well, that's it's, fair. It's really you can't get a pizza. <laughs> you can get a pizza. They'll deliver it. They'll deliver. You just can't go sit down and that's eat. That's fair. It. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So uh, year to date, we have had a decline in the S and P 500. Anybody surprised at that? It seems mm. like the news is telling us that things are falling apart horribly. 
We're down almost 25% year to date. Um, if you look at how that's worked, energy is leading the way down. We could talk a little about energy and the mix-up that we saw a couple of weeks ago in the uh, among the OPEC nations, or OPEC and Russia, I don't think of Russia's officially an OPEC nation now, but um, there are problems in that. Uh, speak about speak about divorces. Um, you know that was a that was a pretty ugly one. If you look over the last 12 months, market is down 12.66 percent. Energy again, the worst actor there, down 60 and a half percent. Information technology leads the way. It's been leading the way for quite a while. It's up 4.63%. The only other positive sector over the last 12 months is consumer staples, and it's barely up. But again, when you look at the weekly numbers that we've had you know, since oh, yeah. we started correcting, to be only down 12% in the aggregate is quite an achievement. It tells you how strong right. the market was in 2019. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, if you look uh, back to February 19th, which was our last all-time high in the S&P 500, we have fallen 28.34%. So uh, we are slightly lower than that uh, dip that we had in late 2018. Uh, where everybody October, was November, December. Yeah, it started like September 20th and mm -hmm. went to December 24th. We had almost 20% decline then. Uh, and like I say, we did finally break through that um, Thursday. Uh, no, that would have been Wednesday trading. Right. Broke through it a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, we've we've seen the market fluctuate right around that spot. If you remember what was going on back then, uh, we had um, we had fears of a trade war and then the Fed uh, raised interest rates in that fourth quarter meeting um, mid-December of 2018. Right. There was a lot of uh, uh, potential politics going on in the middle of that. The president was very vocal, and uh, many of us would rather him just not talk about that. They're supposed to be somewhat divided. Maybe Roger can tell us a little what's going on with that or his opinion. Um, <clears throat> but um, the, uh, the way... All that worked out was a pretty significant decline. What we've got now, we came into the year, I've been talking about this for a while, we were significantly overvalued in the S&P 500. Stocks were up huge. In fact, probably... So I'm going to be a client. I'm like, why didn't you sell out, man? Why didn't you take us no, to No, I think zero? usually oh, you like cash, to say man. fully valued, right? Oh, the fully valued. Fully well, valued. I, no, he's been know. saying I'm, we were I'm, overvalued. Yeah, that's right. And, and the reason being, I mean, think about this. Right. We have a 31.5% gain in 2008 or 19. Right. Earnings were up 0.61% in the S&P 500. The fundamentals got out of whack. Right. Now, some of that is, of course, with interest rates coming down. That's true. I mean, we always say that valuations are relative to other asset classes. That's right. And in your textbook explanation for valuation models, discounted cash flow, lower discount rates should translate into higher valuations. Absolutely. But I am in agreement with you. We talked about in 19 things had gotten a little bit frothy. Yeah. Yeah. They'd gotten uh, a bit crazy. So... Um, you know, we had, like you said, Roger, we had three interest rate cuts after that big raise in, in late 2018. And, um, you know, what what we wind up with now is we're back to 2008. We've got 0% interest rates. That's right. We've gone to the zero lower bound effectively by December 2008. We sat there for seven years to the day. One rate hike in 15, one in 16, three in 17, the four including the December 18 cut. Right. And, you know, nine rate hikes, three rate cuts brought us back down. Uh, and before this week, we were in a position of running, I think it was 150, 175. That's right. Yep. And uh, the Fed has cut twice now uh, in, our, in our meetings. Right. And <laughs> right. um, so we're sitting at 
essentially the zero lower bound. Right. But perhaps even more importantly than just cutting the rates, uh, they are buying across the yield curve. Right. So they're buying long-term bonds as well. They have now put in place a variety of credit facilities by which they're extending credit, including to the commercial paper market, right. which, of course, is the way that corporations raise cash in the short term. So I think they learned from 2008-9 the importance of being diverse about the many channels through which they add monetary stimulus. Well, and I want to, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, as we said, government action going on. Right. And, you know, the next segment we'll come in and talk about <clears throat> some relief that has at least been passed up until today. Right. Um, and some others that are coming. Um, but when we talk about interest rates, because I've, I've heard these guys on CNBC this morning, and some of, some of them I find very intelligent, some I find not sure why they're on TV. But then again, I guess i got 24 hours to fill. Right. So, you know, what, the, the Fed lowering rates did nothing. It doesn't do anything. That's what I hear. Now, mind you, let's be clear about what the Fed funds rate does. So why don't you give us the textbook? Yeah, the Fed funds rate is a rate at which banks can loan excess reserves to each other. In a fractional reserve banking system, when you walk in the bank, you deposit $10. They keep a dollar of that as reserves. They loan out the balance. And so when you lower the federal funds rate, you make it cheaper for banks to loan to each other. But the other half of the story is if you go all the way back to last September, you began to see some stresses in the funding market. Right, repo market. With the, re- with the so-called repurchase agreement or repo market and the Fed funds market. So really, we've been concerned for a while about how financial institutions get funded to some but, degree. But this is also the rate that, generally speaking, when they lower that rate, the prime rate comes down. Right. Prime rate is typically 3% over the Fed funds rate. Right. So if we're at 0 to 0.25 on Fed funds, we're at 325 now on prime. But again, those are short-term rates. If you, as you go out the yield curve, uh, you're talking about longer duration bonds. No, I understand. And, but, right, but, and, but for our listeners, how this is personally impacting them is if you have a home equity line of credit right. and you have, you have loans outstanding on it, you have a balance, all of a sudden it went from 5%. Yep. Now to, down to about three, I'm guessing. That's right. But the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is going to be pegged to something closer to the 10-year Absolutely, bond. Absolutely, 100%. And, and they've had some problems in that market. We're going to talk about that, too. So. All right, well, let's take a real quick break right here. When we come back, we'll kick this and various other things around. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talk. Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Bill Laco and Dr. Roger Tuttero. We've been talking a little bit about what's going on in the stock market, what's going on in the economy, uh, measures being taken to fix that. Uh, one thing I would like to point out is uh, when when you see economic times like this, it does often get very difficult for people in our community. And uh, I have been a part uh, for a short while of uh, a local charity called uh, the Center for Family Resources. Um, they uh, they recently had to cancel a gala that uh, was scheduled for this past weekend. Obviously, in the, in the spirit of social distancing, it, it uh, makes it tough, though, uh, to raise funds in a time like this, especially when they're needed more than ever before. Um, we have decided that we're going to put 
Uh, we had an auction that was tied to this gala, so we've decided we'll put the auction online. And I wanted to make sure that you guys uh, could get the information, how you could get in touch with uh, with the, the CFR, the Center for Family Resources, uh, and that is through a website. It's www.cfrgala.givesmart.com. So if, uh, if you would, go out and check out the awesome things that we've got uh, that we were auctioning. We're going to auction it through. We had a silent and live auction at the gala that was planned. Uh, again, you know, it got uh, postponed because of uh, current situation that no one could do anything about. Um, but we'd love to have your support. This uh, particular charity has been around in, in the county for 60 years. And uh, the, the mission there is to put families who are at risk or in homelessness to, uh, to help them become stable citizens in the community. So, so it's a, a great thing, uh, provide GED services and uh, food pantry and, and uh, various other services that are definitely needed in our society and would love to, to uh, get the support if you are charitable minded. Thanks, Troy. Yeah. Uh, so Roger, w one of the things that was passed, um, the Treasury Department decided that uh, on March 17th that if you owe taxes for 2019, that you can defer up to a million dollars worth of your tax bill. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. For 90 days, interest-free and penalty-free, and that's for individuals. So that should cover pass-through entities, that kind of thing. Um, and if you're a corporation, you can delay up to $10 million uh, for 90 days, interest-free and penalty-free. Um, so, uh, you know, bottom line is they're not, they have not extended the filing date, so you still got to file an extension. Um, but if, you know, I think part of the reason why they don't want to extend the filing date is a lot of people get refunds. Right. So the sooner you get your taxes filed, the sooner you get the refund. But there is some help there, in, in at least in the sense of a 90-day interest-free loan and penalty-free. So that's Right. Nice. I, I think they wanted to make sure that people are not under pressure to uh, to come up with the cash on April 15th. Well, it also helps that this is a small business person. Yeah. There's some money that can kind of carry you, help help keep some people employed and, and that type of scenario. Um they also dropped the interest rates on student loans. So if you currently have a student loan, they're not charging interest rates now, probably for the next 90 days, I'm guessing. Right, right. But they haven't said how long yet. Yep. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about the mortgage market because I know a couple of weeks ago we were pounding the table with clients, you know, refinance, refinance, refinance. Today, because of what's happened with the yield curve, and you guys can, you're a lot smarter than I am, CFAs and PhDs. I'm just a CFP. Oh, so a shame. I, right? I mean, <laughs> plus I'm not a dollar bill anymore. I'm a, what'd you say? Three-quarter? Three-quarter three quarter bill. Three quarter bill. <laughs> um, but, but you are finding today, I bet rates are probably, they've backed up a little bit, and you say, why is that? And basically it's because the plumbing has finally become clogged in the, in the financial markets. Now, when right. this first happened a week and a half ago or whatever, you know, everything was trading fine. It was what it was. I mean, we were laughing. I think Australia issued a 100-year bond at 50 basis points. Right. If, if, you know, I, right. I, I, listen, anybody want to give me 50 bips for 100 years, I will gladly pay you that. So. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Lock it in. Right? I mean, all, all day, every day. That's I'm right. not exactly sure, and this is probably a side note, why don't we issue 100-year bonds? Well, well, I think there's, there's some consideration of that. Yeah. Okay. Talk. Well, the biggest downfall to that is the fact that there is no way to trade that. So a lot of folks that buy those treasuries like to trade it, and there's no offsetting uh, security that would help you trade because of the because of the time to maturity in that. 
And that is the biggest reason that there is well, almost no the, demand for uh, it. Forgive my ignorance again. I'm just a CFP. What's the offsetting 30-year trend? Well, I mean, you can buy equities or you know various other securities oh. that are, that are going to act in a different manner. I Probably see. corporate bonds are the same yeah. direction. Cor- corporate bonds are going to be a, okay. similar as well. And I think, yeah. one, I think they might. I think Disney may have considered a 100-year corporate bond. Uh, Walmart, I think, has Walmart, actually yeah. issued a 50-year, not okay. 100. But right. uh, you, know, you see some people going out 50. What seems to be on the table now? is a 25, they're going to bring the 20 back, they're going to also have a 25, and that 100, there's still just no demand. They've they've been talking about it, though, for sure. Well, and of course, the, the Treasury is going to go and start issuing more long-term debt right. because it allows them to lock up uh, our finance or deficit at historically low rates again, right. much like we did about a decade ago. Right. Um, but following up on Bill's point on the mortgages, we have to remember that it's not the Fed funds rate and the prime rate that drive the action. If you're looking at a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, a very crude rule of thumb would be take the 10-year bond and add 1.75%. So when we were sitting around 2%, on the 10-year bond, you'd be looking at about 375 for right. a 30-year mortgage. Obviously, when we got down to, what, 40 bips or 0.4% yeah. on the 10-year bond last week, that's that's not going to have the same spread to mortgages. No, right. but yeah. lenders said, no way. Right. We're and, not doing it. And, of course, you know, the mortgage-backed security market probably is was where a lot of these bonds end up anyway. Right. Yeah. And so the Treasury market has a special effect as being a safe haven for capital around the globe. Sure. The MBS market does not have that status. Right. Now, uh, what we did see short term, uh, and this is anecdotal, we saw it locally. Folks that I know uh, were able to get in there and, and uh, refinance some of their mortgages. Oh, some I heard sub, sub 3%. Exactly. Right. I and I would somebody, expect, I mean, because the Fed, part of their... Part of their facility, this $500 billion, was to fix the mortgage-backed security market. Right. Fix is probably not the right word. That's, you know, I'm a dumb CFP, so I say fix. <laughs> but, you know, to, to unclog the plumbing so that you can start trading properly again because um, they're going to go in and buy these bonds, sure. you right. know, and put the cash back into the other, I guess, hedge funds, whoever's in that market, I suppose. Well, you know, even during the quantitative easing, about a third of the purchases were MBSs mm-hmm. and about two-thirds were treasuries. Right. And so, um, because, you know, historically, for a buy-and-hold perspective, the Fed's typically bought government-insured products, right. which would be treasuries and MBSs. Yep. Um, but, but one last point on that. Bill referenced the repo market the other day, repurchase right. agreements. Let's educate people for a second on what that is. It's basically a collateralized loan. So Bill wants to borrow $1,000. He hands me a bond. I give him $1,000. Somewhere down the road, I give him his bond back. He gives me back $1,001. Effectively, what we did is we loaned the money, and we had the bond as collateral. And that's important because when you hear things on the news like a $500 billion um, repo um, transaction, don't think that's the Fed buying $500 billion worth of bonds that are going to hold long term. And it's think also of, not the Fed taking your car. That, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's, that's right. Re, different kind of but repo. But they will. But they will. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but just remember, that's, when you hear repo, think a secured loan. Don't right. think buy and hold with an asset. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the other issues that we've had, and uh, you know, we kind of touched on it, a uh, second ago, uh, interest rates. The Fed's actions have changed interest rates. Treasuries. We finally see some negative treasury yields. It's the one, two, and three-month treasury. They're they're very low negative, but we are seeing those negatives have finally crept into our markets. And uh, I know a lot of folks are saying, you know, that's just crazy. Who in the world would loan somebody money and get less back? Uh, I'll tell you who, somebody that's afraid that they're not going to get anything back. Well, we saw, it, we saw this way. in 08 and 09. Right. We did at the height of that 
crisis. We did. You know, short and very short term stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, just just back to the mortgage scenario. So, so I realize that we're making it sound like the mortgage market's not working, and that's not the case at all. You really should. If you're at a four and a half, I ran into somebody the other day that said they had a five percent mortgage rate, and I feel like they lived under a rock for I don't know how long. Right. But this is the one thing as a consumer you can do to adjust your fixed expenses. Right. All right. You can't control Corona, Corollas. I heard it. You can't. Con- <laughs> you, you can get a lime and put it in a beer, but you can't control any of what's going on. Right. Um, but you can control your expenditures, and the reality is, basically, I mean, for every hundred thousand dollars you drop a point, you're talking about saving a hundred bucks a month. I mean, that's pretty good money. Last time I checked, I know I helped somebody refinance. Uh, somebody works for us actually in our real estate division, property management division, saving four hundred and seventy nine dollars a month. That's real money. That's true. Right. That's not let's pretend money. Yeah. So if you're, you know, just don't don't set it and forget it. You know, you know. So I don't know. My guess is we'll see rates down about a quarter point. I'm just pure speculation on my part next week. And you know, that's kind of takes a little while to work. These programs take a little while to work. Sure, absolutely. But I'm not saying hold off. You know what I mean? Quarter point doesn't really mean anything if you're dropping a percent and a half. Right. You know. So just like buying and selling, time right. in the market is always tough. Yeah, you can't get the bottom. You never can. Well, and, and also don't miss this point. Roger, you just said something about being able to lock in low interest rates for a long time. Right. Uh, I know one of Dr. Gene's premises is, uh, you know, people say, I couldn't ha- I couldn't sleep at night if I had a mortgage. He says, I couldn't sleep at night if I didn't. Right. And, <laughs> now, and listen, why won't they give me a 100-year mortgage? I will take a 100-year mortgage tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you could tie up 30-year money. For three percent or three and a quarter, why would you not? Yeah, no doubt. Especially with a tax deduction. Yeah, I mean that well, that makes it go even lower right. in reality. Hundred percent. All right, you're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. Don't touch that dial. And if you do, go wipe your hands. <laughs> they paint paradise and put up a parking lot with a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It'd be a paradise to put up a fucking lie. Had my eye on you a long time, Doctor. I consider you one of my most valuable long-term investments. And when it comes to my investments, I always do my homework. I feel mean, like that's what we've been on all week long. <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute, no doubt. Uh, you're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dr. Roger Tuttero and Bill Laco. And, uh, that's guys, Dollar Bill. Dollar I, I mean, Dollar Bill Laco. Man, uh, I keep Three-quarter. Three-quarter Bill. <laughs> three-quarter Bill. Hopefully next week it won't be 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We, uh, that's probably a good segue into the question. So, are we in a recession? Are we going into a recession? I mean, this is uh, this is the. You want me to give you my answer? And then yeah, we'll go ahead, and then I'll spin it a little yeah, bit. We're, we're in a recession. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we don't, I, mean, I think by definition this is the classic yeah, we, case. Yeah, we don't have we don't have the data yet to prove it. But you know, the NBR, the National Bureau of Economic Research, so the official arbiters, and they're they're really good about telling you when you're in and when you're out about a year later. Yeah, uh, so you know, we went into 2020 saying one chance in three of recession, saying about 1.9 percent for GDP growth, but we had two caveats. We said if we saw an acceleration in the trade war, or if the then localized infection, the coronavirus in China. Right truly became global and became a pandemic, then all bets would be off. Unfortunately, the latter has occurred, and yes, I think it's hard to imagine that the economy is not contracting in March, and it will not contract significantly in the second quarter. So how long it lasts depends to some degree upon the biology. Now, you know, I've, I've said it a lot, and I think the only pillar that was really holding the economy up, or probably the main one, was the the consumer. We had uh, we had well, wages. That is 70% wage of our economy. I exactly. Mean, uh, we had wage growth. But, but, I mean, think about why. We had yeah, wage growth and 3.5% unemployment. Yeah, even, but even through February, we're adding 200,000 jobs per month. Yeah, good economic good fundamentals. Yeah, so I, I wonder just... I mean, it, it, we've obviously damaged that. Yes. And and that's the reason that we're all around this table thinking, yeah, we're we're headed for a recession. But does I don't does, think we're headed for. It. I think we're, we're in, in it. it. Yeah. I, mean, I think the economy's like as the data comes out for March, we will see it's contracting in March. Right. One of the major investment houses projected, I think, 14% annualized rate for a drop off in second quarter. So it's going to be some pretty ugly data here in the yeah. near term. And But we also need to have a little bit in our profession of modesty and not pretend that we can forecast oh. what the fourth quarter is going to look like no, exactly. to the third decimal point. But I do hear a lot of folks that are doing just that. Third yeah. quarter, we're going to have oh, a big rebound. You can't do to the third decimal place? <laughs> I can. You can. I got an HP 12C. Man. Yeah. I can go out eight decimal places. <laughs> <laughs> I think what the good doctor is saying is we could all do look, it. Uh, is it going to come true? Okay. Yeah. Let, let, so let's – all right. Let, let's, let's talk mechanics for a minute, Roger and yeah. Troy. Okay. You've basically shut down, I don't know, it's got to be 90% of the country, right? Yeah. Maybe 80. I don't know. you still got the, well, you know, the first main, responders, and, yeah. and we thank them for being where they are and the hospital people and saving lives. But, I mean, effectively, uh, you know, I drive by restaurants that are not open. So you, right. You, the, re- the restaurants are closing, many of them right true. around us, um, or they're doing takeout. The airlines are under pressure, the hotel, the rental car, everything related to hospitality. I think a lot of professional and business services are still being conducted, although perhaps at a diminished level. Sure. And so shutdown may be a little bit strong. All right, that's word fair. To use. That's fair. But there are parts of the economy that are shut down. But you, but you, I mean, literally, let's just say, I don't know, on a, on a, on a, on a uh, uh, positive note, if you will, let's say 15 days is really the number. I personally don't believe that, but let's just no. say that it is. Okay, so 15 days from today, I, he says, all clear, you can leave your house. So you get out, what are you going to do? You want to go to the bar. Well, they don't have any product. Right. Right? Well, what do they got? I mean, their food's spoiled. Yeah, they ain't been there working. And the restauranteurs that I know have been giving away the food. Right. So, so, I mean, so you're going to, I mean, like, I'm going to show up and be like, uh, what can I have to eat? All right, we'll give my vodka. I mean, I get it, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. And if it's if this and I agree, fifteen's too short. I mean, probably, yesterday probably Bill Ackman from uh, Pershing Square was on there saying, "Shut it all down for thirty days." And he that's was kind quite, of a He was quite uh, somewhat pessimistic. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He was. Well, he's, and I'm not saying he was wrong, but then you have Bill Miller that came on, right. and then today Ray Dalio, and uh, you know, you got everybody's opinions, everybody's opinion. But what I, does it take to get the economy going again? It takes people going out and spending money. Right. Got to get them employed again. So, you know, if Congress does what Congress should do this time, because I think we learned in 08 and 09, you vote down TARP, 
the world goes to, you know what, then you finally come back and do TARP, everything's a little better. But this isn't a banking crisis yet. Right. right. Okay? I mean, we were saying last week it's not a plumbing crisis yet, and then it became a plumbing crisis. Exactly. Well, you know, if too many businesses go out of business and they default on their loans, what's going to happen? Sure, that's right. That's the question. In the retail sector and hospitality, the airlines, for example, you're you're likely to see an issue. But, and Troy alluded to this earlier, the other issue out there is the price of oil. And between the OPEC and the U.S. and Russia, the dynamics led to the price of oil dropping down to where we're at about 20 bucks a barrel for West Texas Intermediate. That's great for us with long commutes. But if you're Apache, if you're Occidental, if you're Halliburton, it's really bad news. Yeah, or anyone that relies on their uh, capital expenditures. Right. That's been, you know, that's been fleshed out in the in the media. Now, what happens next? What I really believe is that re- that's going to be relatively short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not, I mean, Occidental's already had to cut their dividend, so you know, somebody's investments, you better watch them close. Uh, but the the reality is, Russia and Saudi Arabia, neither one can sustain their at own economy bucks. at 20 bucks. No and way. this is That's a managed right. Russia problem. Russia for sure can't. So the, the reason that, it's, that I say it's a managed problem is because the way the TIF started, if, if, you, don't, if you didn't watch it closely, let me tell you, um, you had OPEC, uh, Saudi Arabia called together OPEC, and they agreed that they were going to cut production. They did that so that they could stabilize prices on the crude product. Um, everyone agreed. They talked to Russia. Russia said, no way, not going to play your silly game. I'm pumping as much oil as I can. Now, there's been uh, forever claims that this happens just quietly, that, uh, you know, everyone else will start playing the game. And somebody else, even at lowered um, production rates or agreements of lowered production rates, they'll continue pumping and and, uh, reap the benefit of the higher price. Um, Russia just decided straight up. Not going to do it. So now Saudi Arabia is ticked off and said, oh, really? Hold my beer. Watch this. We're about to go through the roof because I'm going to produce not gonna as much forever. as I can. They can't. That's not going to last it forever. They can't. But the reality is, so I, you know, you have a nice Porsche, right? You got a nice Porsche, the engine's purring, and all of a sudden you throw a rod. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't fix that engine overnight. That's correct. So it will be fixed, I have no doubt. Yep. But if, if this if this goes four weeks, six weeks, whatever... It's going to take months to get it back. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. And it's going to take what concerns me is, and we said this in 08 and 09, and it didn't become true, but there's only so much money you can print before it becomes paper. Right. Okay? And so maybe not paper. Was it cotton? I forget what it's made out of. (laughs) But, you know, they're going to have to dump probably a trillion, if not two trillion, into helping companies. The, The money needs to get to the person who actually needs the money. Okay, right. so the bartender, the the construction person, whoever's just been laid off, the cruise line people, they need cash to pay money, you know, uh, their mortgages and rent. And, and I think, you know, even if you even if you say I saw somebody say, hey, you know, business interruption insurance won't cover because they have a pandemic clause. Right. Well, backstop the insurance companies and say pandemics covered. You could do that. With, I mean, I could do that with a pen. Right. He can make an executive order and make that happen. Yeah. I'm not sure you have to. I'm not even sure you have to go to Congress for that. Yeah, but we understand why they do that. They, what they're insuring is risks that are idiosyncratic right, to one course. business, right? Yeah, of course. And you can't reinsure having everybody. The entire right. economy no, but you could backstop them, right? Right. Because I mean, look, I have to bail out the airlines. You see it coming. Right. I don't know how they're going to do it. Are they going to do it like they did GM and wipe out the shareholders, or are they going to do it like they did AIG? I yeah. don't know. 
And, right. and they didn't wipe out the shareholders. The, right. share, the market did, but right. uh, the government did. But even Freddie and Fannie, stock. I mean, they pretty much did that with Freddie and Fannie. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then on that note, I know we just got a minute or two before we go to break, but but HUD has suspended all foreclosures and evictions till the end of April. So if you've got an FHA loan, they're not gonna they're not gonna throw you out. No. And same with uh, Freddie and Fannie on the single family side, uh, the FHFA, which is the Federal Housing Financing FHA. Agency. Um, has suspended foreclosures and evictions as well. But they also have other programs. So if you really are in a situation where you've lost your job and that industry is gone or that restaurant's not coming back, because, I mean, a lot of these restaurateurs are hanging on for dear life anyway. You know, I mean, they're not all... That's a tough business. It is a tough business. business. margins, yeah. Um, They do have the ability for you to suspend payments up to 12 months and and or modify your loans. So you want to reach out to your lender and see what the options are. You know, this may be a little premature given we're only a week and a half into this. Right. But, you know, th- there are options for you and you need to check into it. Yeah, I think the shorter this this uh, event, the better off we are. But there is no clarity on how long this thing is going to last. Right. And that's really one of the more difficult pieces at the moment. Um, one thing you were talking about, giving money to those who might need it. Um, I-, I noticed that... Uh, and I don't know if we'll have time to cover this whole thing on, on this segment, but we can talk about it when we come back in. Um, I noticed that the government opened a window to provide liquidity for other nations, and there was some some serious issues in uh, in Congress about this because Congress misunderstood that we were lending to other nations. Reality is I think it's just a liquidity thing mm-hmm. other nations they were swapping their their currency to give them u.s dollars and uh i think congress as often is the case didn't fully understand exactly what was going on with that so uh um, interesting things to be seen well when we come back why don't we talk a little more about that when uh i can find the button over here all right uh you're listening to money talks we'll be right back Dollar Bill Laco used to be Dollar Bill Laco now. <laughs> three, three quarter, quarter. Three quarter. Three quarter Bill Laco. Uh, yeah. Hey, you can't. La- it's only money. That's right. It's yeah. just pictures of dead presidents plus Benjamin Franklin. Franklin, yeah. right? He wasn't a president, yeah. was he? No. But you yeah. can swap yeah. it for all kind of other stuff. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and he was Hamilton also, Treasury Secretary. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah you're, right. you're right. I forgot that's about right. that. All right, Troy, look, I want to talk about a few other things. So earlier in the week, SBA. Um, they they have uh, a disaster assistance response to the coronavirus. So um, so if you go to the SBA website and look up disaster uh, assistance to the coronavirus, you'll, there's a there's a website there that talks about all the different things. And Georgia is in the impact zone, so there's not all, not all the states are doing this, but Georgia is one of them. Right. So you know you can get low interest rate loans for your business. Um, uh, 
so basically, if you, you loans to help pay for fixed debts, payroll, accounts payable, and other bills, you know, they'll do thirty-year up to thirty-year loans at three point seven five percent. I'm not saying you qualify. I'm just saying that's what they're saying, yeah. um, and that you should at least reach out. Now, I, I you know, I, I think uh, does Vinings do uh, SBA? Yeah, they do. They have, yeah. So Vinings Bank, and then I've got good friends at Coastal States Bank that do SBA loans. So you know, if you ultimately you're gonna have to go to a lender. Not each lender does the same SBA loan. Some specialize in one area versus the other. Um, But those are two banks that I know are quality people and have quality people working there that could help you. But start with the SBA website, especially if you're, you know, a buddy of mine owns a restaurant and he was, you know, he's like, I can barely pay my people for another week. So first thing I did when I saw this was call him and say, you need to get on the horn here because we can get a backstop. Now, there's more legislation coming. That's so, you know, it's all going to depend upon how they how they dole out the money. I'm not sure you give me $1,000. Personally, I don't want it, um, but I'm not sure that really helps anybody. Like, we get, we need a big stimulus for people who actually need to be able to pay their rent and buy stuff. Um, then they also passed, Senate passed the House bill, I forget what it's called, um, last night that I'm sure that if the president hasn't signed, it will. So basically, businesses with fewer than 500 employees – must pay 80 hours of emergency paid sick leave to their full-time employees. It's pro rata for part-time employees. Um, but you will get 100% payroll tax credit, which is good. Um, and the cap there is is uh, $200 a day uh, or $511 a day in case of employees who are homesick with the coronavirus or complying with a quarantine, which most of us are. Sure. Right. Uh, they also have the qualified family leave wages part um so the you could you know we'll be in a situation where as a small business owner we'll have to pay up to 12 weeks first two weeks can be free but the next 10 weeks you got to pay the employee at two-thirds of their salary but again you get 200 dollars a day um back on your payroll tax taxes so it's 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 not a it's not a bad thing i mean obviously it's a timing issue because i mean it takes a minute to get your money back but well you get a credit so you wouldn't have to pay it anyway but but there's the the new law is there and you need to kind of pay attention to it talk to your hr people um or call us we can help you with some of this too heaven forbid we actually give out our phone number yeah 770-429-9166 and and then i'm gonna get on my soapbox now because roger's like you give him speech Market's down 30%. It's too late to sell. <laughs> you heard me. I didn't start the show out like I normally do going, sell! No. Nope. Yeah, right. Now yeah. it's time to think about buy. That's true. Okay? Yeah. So I understand this is crazy, scary stuff. And, I, you know, I started working for Gene in 1994, and I swear from 94 to 99, I thought, man, this is the easiest business right. in the world. And then Y2K came. We were, we were hoarding... Toilet paper and oh, yeah. water yeah. and bullets, just like we are now. Yeah. Then we had the dot-com bubble. Then we had corporate scandals. And then we had 9-11. Yep. Actually, not, yeah, 9-11, yeah, 9/11 actually. actually. Yeah. It would have been a one. one. Yeah. yeah. And then we had, yeah, that was before the corporate scandals. Right. Then we had the war, multiple wars. Right. Then we had 08 and 09. Yeah. And then we've had nine or ten years of yeah. good times. So, I, you know, look. I don't know how this passes. Everyone says it's different this time. Oh, my gosh, it's different this time. It's no, never, it's not different. It's never different. This is a different time. problem. That's we true. have a boardroom with all the different issues on it that has happened since 1900. I promise right. you it's 
not different. Financially, it's not different. This yeah. will pass. Yeah, and what's the saying? The history may not rhyme or may not repeat itself, but it rhymes. Absolutely. But I, I think you make a great point, Bill, because we do know people that got out of the market toward the bottom in 2008-9, not your clients. And a few. then A few. Yep. And then they didn't get back in until halfway back up. Right. You've lost it and, all. That's right. So when you talk about, oh, my goodness, you know, market's an all-time high, that's great if you wrote it down and wrote it back up. It is just very tough to time the market. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, their price is some of these stocks, like ExxonMobil. Anybody here really believe ExxonMobil is going out of business? No. No. Disney has dropped like you cannot believe. Yeah. Do you actually believe the minute they lift the quarantine, you won't be taking your kids to Disney? Yeah, and basketball games are back on television, right. which ESPN I mean, helps. Right. Cell phone I mean, service providers. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, so just yeah. think about it. What gets this economy going again is us being able to leave our house. Hence That's the reason true. why I said currently we're in a baby boom and a divorce boom. That's what we're in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're in. <laughs> One thing I will, just to add a little more perspective, too, over the last 10 years, we've had all kind of issues that uh, we've all forgotten, more or less. Right. I mean, you go back, we talked about 2018 and, and worries of a trade war. That might ramp up again. Uh, we had Ebola in 2014, 15, sure. 16. H1, yes. N1, we've had swine H1, flu, N1, yeah. SARS. Killed 14,000 people here in the United States. Exactly. And guess what? Over the last 10 years, market's up 200%. That's mm. equivalent to a little over 13% per year. I mean, it's it's pretty significant. We've had these issues. Now, in 08 and 09, problems. it fell how far? 50? Uh, 52%. Okay. Right. And we're only down 30 so I'm not sitting here telling you it won't fall further. That's and for those of possible. you who can pick the top and the bottom, well, hey, if you could pick the top, you'd already be out. That's right. So you should think about that when you go, well, if it's going to go down 50, maybe I should get out now. Unless Problem you're is, smart enough to know that wasn't the top. Right. Um. Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't, you cannot time the market. And you know, we believe in the 10-year rule around here. If That's you need true. money in your portfolio, you shouldn't have it in stocks anyway. And if you'd follow our advice, it was already out. She got 10 years worth of money. She got 10 years to worry about this. Hey, Bill, guess how much the, the bond market's down since February 19th? I have no idea. Uh, how about it's up? Almost 1%. Well, that's fair. So, but but my, my, honestly, my, my real advice to you is don't open your statements this month. And probably don't open them next month because it's not going to matter anyway. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's true. Nothing except for have more angst. I mean, you're sitting at home, right? I mean, I'm joking about the baby boom and the divorce boom. But what do you got to do sitting at home? Watch TV. Yeah. And there's no good news on. I mean, yeah, turn the true. news off. Yeah. Like at this point, we already know it's a broken record. Sorry, yeah, But I think, I think the balancing act we have to do is this. You guys just rattled off right there over 20 years a variety of shocks to the economy. Sure. The American economy came back. It started growing. It added jobs again. American financial markets recovered. This, too, will be worked through. That having been said, in the, in the near term, <clears throat> we don't want to panic, but we want to take seriously the challenges before Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Take care of our health. Take yeah. care of those in our communities. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Those, those are the most important pieces right now, honestly. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it, you're getting to the point, you, you're not going to go on spring break. You're not going to go on all these other vacations. Guess what you can do with that excess money? You could probably invest it. Somewhere. Well, I was going to say, right, your expenditures have just dried up. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, me not going to the Married Country Club is <laughs> 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 my bill is going to look pretty good this month. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure yes. you found alternative uses. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, I'm drinking at home, but I mean, you know, <laughs> there's no fun in that. Last week, he wasn't an alcoholic because he drank with friends. This week, the people are looking at him weird. Yeah, he's all alone. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I always, I'm like, why are you buying toilet paper? Why are you not buying wine? I don't understand yeah. what you need toilet paper for. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, um, you know, there's all kind of memes out there. If you want to know why they're buying toilet paper, yeah, go check out the internet. It's got some ideas. Uh, it used to be, you know, somebody sneezed, nobody cared. Somebody sneezes now, a hundred other people get um, issues. Let's yeah, just I call get it. it that. So, nah, the, the, uh, Roger, so what do you think, man? We down next week? Jeez, you gotta love talking to an economist. They never, never give an economists don't give an answer. I never. I, I, here's what I will say. Cut I mean, one I of think, his hands off. I think we'll we're probably not answer. done in the volatility. Mm. Remember, then the 2008 2009 crisis, the market didn't bottom till March of 2009. That's true. So we you know, hopefully we're done, but we'll we'll, wait, we'll stick around and see. You call me in a year, and I'll tell you how to work out. <laughs> so tech bubble topped uh, March 24th 2000. We didn't hit a bottom for three years. Yeah, well March 10th. But I don't believe we're going to have that issue. The shorter this thing is, as far as the quarantine, the shorter our All right. Have a good week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll talk to you again next week. Wash your hands. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments, It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.